Our breathing is slower and deeper when we sleep. The bodies. The Outline World Dispatch. Every Monday through Thursday, we bring you a story on the theme of power, culture, or the future. I'm Aaron Edwards. I'm here in Austin. I'm in a car right now with uh, Samantha. Hello. How's with it with going? Samantha. <laughs> Samantha's been uh, t- telling me about Austin and showing me different places. We're kind of stuck in traffic right now, but how's your day been going? It's been busy. Yeah. Austin's a madhouse around this time. It's, uh, I love it though. It's <laughs> it's a good way to meet new people, I guess. Yeah, like we just met. We're like and best we're friends now. Yeah, we're it's, tight. It's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I've been spending some time in Austin at South by Southwest. And I have to say, this is the one time that I've really enjoyed being outside. It's like cold, but the sun is out. It is really great. I highly recommend this. Anyway, speaking of good weather, Today we're talking about a story that will make you melt. I have a Google alert set up for Antarctica. So, let's get right into it. The future. Would you say that interning at The Outline is a better education <laughs> than NYU? It's, it's... I'm not going to spot. Don't, 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 answer that. don't answer that. I know you're paying for, for, for school right now. I don't want to... You... D- different uh, different um, benefits to both. That's a great answer. <laughs> yeah. That's a great answer. Well, Caroline Haskins, who is a future intern, which does not mean that she's an intern in the future, means that she's <laughs> an intern covering the future. This is your second time on the dispatch. Yep. And the first time you were here, you were talking about uh, weather and archiving information about weather patterns and climate change and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and we're here to talk about a similar story. So I'm going to read a quote, and you, you're going to tell me what this is from. Okay. <laughs> Penguins would walk up to us and peck at our coats. Leopard seals would watch us with interest as we kayaked beside them, sleeping lazily on ice flows. Who said that? So that was actually a woman who traveled to Antarctica in uh, like 2013, I believe, if I have the date right. How did she get to Antarctica? Well, she runs a travel blog with her husband, and she said that they had been on six of the seven continents, and it seemed like the natural last destination to go. It's actually, there's a lot more people going to Antarctica than you'd realize. There's something, it's about 45,000 people going there each year. So let's get into that. Tell me about the industry around what you were reporting on, which is cruise ships to Antarctica. I have a Google alert set up for Antarctica, and one of them was Wait, climate. Wait, you have a Google alert set up for Antarctica? Yeah. Why? It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great stuff. I clicked on the page and they were saying um, legendary explorer uh, Robert Swan joined him as they travel to the South Pole, the greatest living adventurer of all time. Well, Antarctic expeditions are one of a kind. This place, Antarctica, is the greatest teacher that I know. Use our package to become a climate ambassador and speak to all these climate scientists. Everybody who has ever the chance to join this experience, it will be a lasting impression. It will make a difference to your own love. The language on that page just really stuck out to me because it was very clear that they were trying to tap into people's guilt and fear about climate change. And it was really neatly packaged in this in this way, like, yeah, you can 
go to Antarctica, um, and you can also become a climate ambassador. So it's not bad, and you have nothing to worry about. What I didn't expect was that on the low end, you have cruises for about ten grand, and then on the high end, it's I think the biggest one was like a hundred and eighty something thousand dollars for one, one person. person. One person to go to Antarctica. Yep. Who is running these cruise ships? Well, it's. A combination of companies. There's actually dozens and dozens of companies that are that are offering these services around the world. The bottom line is pretty much everything is managed privately. So basically, in the 1950s, pretty much all countries agreed that they weren't going to make claims for uh, sovereign territory on the continent. So that means that pretty much any activity that happens on the continent is regulated uh, through these more private organizations, including the IAATO, which deals with tourism, um, and pretty much all research centers that are on Antarctica. So this and other vacation packages to Antarctica are essentially tapping into people's understanding that the continent will probably not exist in the near to maybe, you know, not so distant future. It's not that Antarctica is going to disappear entirely, but everybody knows that the landscape is incredibly fragile. And even if it's... The, the continent is simply incredibly different in a couple of decades than it is now. That's still a huge part of the world that you're never going to be able to know or understand. And it's natural to feel this this sort of sadness about never getting to experience this this natural commons. Um, so it's understandable that that people have have this desire to go there if they can afford to. But obviously there's other concerns that you have to deal with and reconcile. Is there any evidence that points to the fact that the tourists who are going on these vacations that are being marketed as being these like, you know, climate ambassadors are actually coming away with something that helps them become better people when it comes to their their carbon footprint, the way they interact with the world? Like, are they actually learning anything good by going on these cruises? Well, there's evidence that shows that they believe that they're ambassadors, um, but there's actually no evidence that shows that they're taking tangible steps in their own lives to to sort of act upon this idea of ambassadorship. What is the trajectory looking like moving forward for these cruises and for these trips? Are they increasing? Are we going to see more of them? What's the next step for them? Um, according to a person that I spoke with from the IAATO, um, she said that they've been going up consistently for the for the past couple of years after taking a, a little bit of a dip during the during the recession, and then when they enacted a ban on heavy fuel in cruise ships, they should expect pretty much all time highs within the next couple of years, and it's been on, on an upward trajectory for the past couple of years as well. Have you been to Antarctica before? Nope. <laughs> have not. Are you trying to go anytime soon? Don't have any plans in the near future. <laughs> right, right. I'm looking at that price tag and I'm like, I don't think it's going to happen for me. No. <laughs> no, me neither. Thanks, Caroline. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Today you heard from Caroline Haskins, who is a future intern here at The Outline. For more of our stories, head to theoutline.com. We're produced by James T. Green. If you love our show, please tell a friend. It really helps us out. We're at Outline Dispatch on Twitter. You can find me at Aaron M. Edwards. That's two A's. Or you can also email me, Aaron at theoutline.com. 
Hope you have a great day. Shout out to everyone still enjoying that good weather in Austin. I'm Aaron Edwards. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> and I've been like, I've been your best passenger. Absolutely. So yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I did not pay you to say this. Well, no. I mean, you didn't pay me to say it, but I mean, you know. <laughs> for the ride, not for the. Yeah, just for the Not for the, for the good times. <laughs> yeah. Just not for the good times. <laughs>